Thank you for joining me today. This is Wendy Buffington, and today we'll be hearing my granddaddy, the Reverend Dennis Kiesler, in his message, The Cross Bull. We will pick the message up first with singing by my own father, Clark Kiesler. Cross for my sins. And I was born 50 years ago into a world of sin. But thank God, according to what the guy talked to us the other night, I'm a saint saved by grace. Joe, I'm a saint. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I was a sinner. But now I'm a saint saved by grace. I thirst. One day I came to him, I was so thirsty. I asked for water, my throat was so dry. He gave me water that I had never dreamed of. But for this water, my Lord had to die. He said, I thirst, yet he made the rivers. He said, I thirst, yet he made the sea. I thirst, cried the king of the ages. In his great thirst, he brought water to me. Now there's a river that flows as clear as crystal. And it flows from God's throne above. And like a river, it wells up inside me, bringing mercy and life-giving love. He said I thirst yet he made the rivers he said I thirst yet he made the sea I thirst cried the king of the ages in his great thirst he brought water to me he said I thirst yet he made the rivers he said I thirst yet he made the sea 
thirst cried the king of the ages in his great thirst he brought water to me in his great thirst he brought water to me There was a king on one occasion that asked his wise men to engrave something on his ring that would give him comfort on all occasions. That he could look at this ring and it would give him wisdom. When he was fighting and winning all of his battles. He could look at that ring and it would give him wisdom. And when he was losing every battle, things were going against him. He could look at that ring and it would give him wisdom. And so they retired and they mulled over that for many, many days. And finally, they came up with a statement, very concise and very short. And it fit the bill. And so when he looked at it, under all circumstances, it was comforting to him. When he was flying so high, it would kind of bring him down. And when he was going down through the valley, it would uh, bring him comfort, it would bring him up. And it simply said, this too shall pass away. So you can receive comfort this morning by the fact that this too shall pass away. I'm not going to be here all the time. Jonathan will be back. He'll be back. So don't worry. Don't worry. And I'm so glad. I think I'm the most thrilled of anybody that he will be back. Night after night I have uh, wrestled and prayed and sought the Lord. And I've been so thankful that I don't have to preach every Sunday for, what, 20 two or 23 years I have been here and of course the last four or five years I haven't done much preaching at all and I thank the Lord for Jonathan that God has sent him and such an able-bodied minister one that has been able to teach us and bring the Word of God in all of its clarity to us we have grown in the Word of God. We have been able to uh, understand and apply it to our hearts. I've never had the ability to be able to expound the Scripture. My ministry has been totally, totally different. 
I was encouraged whenever I spoke to uh, the lady up at Zeb's. What's her name? Janet? I believe that's her name. And I told her that I was going to have to uh, fill this position today and uh, kind of bore the people. She says, well, said for some reason they've kept you for 20 years, so I wouldn't worry about it. So I've, I've kind of, you know, got by for some reason. What I would like to talk about today is uh, the inward struggle, the tug of war, the inward battle that all of us struggle with. Not any of us are ever on the mountain peak to stay there. There may be times that we reach the pinnacle of the temple, you might say, and we enjoy share ecstasy for a while but then we go down in the valley even though we may come to church we might put on a big smile and we may dress in our finest and we may uh, appear that everything is okay but inside there could be a battle someone asked my father one day on the streets of Athens when they met up with him and said preacher why is it that you're always smiling well, I've heard my dad say people just did not know that underneath that smile there was a battle going on. And so, so many times we will greet people with a smile and with a handshake, but perhaps there's a battle going on. And I would like to title my comments this morning, The Cross Pool. We're pulled both ways. We have a battle that we fight. The Apostle Paul made the statement, Romans 7 and 19, if you wanted to look at that particular passage of Scripture. Romans 7 and 19. Paul was very human, just as you and I are. And this is what what he said, Romans 7 and 19. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. The inward battle. The tug of war. The cross pool. Those of you who have heard me for the past 20 years, you know that I like to use illustrations. And I would like to tell you of a famous pastor, a preacher, that was in a meeting with a bunch of businessmen and one of these businessmen was a radio commentator and he learned about this pastor that was there and he said to, to him, said, I have a story I'd like to tell you. He said, it happened many years ago when I was a younger man. I was a visitor on a ranch in a western state. 
and said, I happened to notice a young cowboy that was so miserable. He said it looked like his heart would tear out of him. He was so dejected. He said he had a coat that he had raised and it had grown into a fine stallion, a great horse. And said they loved each other. Said this young cowboy and this horse were inseparable. Said that horse would even follow him like a dog. And they were very close. And said the other cowboys would tease him about that horse. And said one day the horse stepped into a gopher hole and sprung its ankle. And it had to be turned out to a big pasture in order for its ankle to heal. And while there, said there was a wild herd of horses broke into that pasture and told this fine stallion off, broke out again and carried it out into the wilds and said that little cowboy was broken hearted. And then one day, there was one of the cowboys that come riding in as fast as he could go and hollering to the top of his voice, said, I have found your horse. Said he's over in the canyon, not too far from here, grazing with a, a herd of those wild horses. And so the little fellow's spirits lifted. He made plans to go the next morning to bring his horse back. The commentator persuaded him, let me go with you. Before daylight the next morning, they left. And they traveled to the edge of the canyon. The commentator said, I laid on my stomach on the rim rock. And I watched this cowboy as he made his way walking down into the canyon. And he got near the herd. Close enough that his voice could be carried to where the horses could hear him. And said he stood up in earshot of his horse. And said the wild horses their heads raised up, very much alert. And then they bounded off, all except one. And said the cowboy said he could sense that he was talking to his pet stallion. And said that stallion would prance around and look at the wild horses as they were galloping off in a cloud of dust. And then he would look back at his master. And then he said, I thought that he had lost the battle because he, he lunged as though he was going to go with the wild horses. And then he stopped. And I can imagine in my own mind, I can imagine as he stopped and looked back at his master, I can hear that young 
cowboy as he began to talk gently and softly to his horse. I can almost feel that cross pull that that large animal, it must have been terrible. He was wanting to go with that wild group of horses, but he was listening to his master. I can hear his master as he gently talked to him, saying, come on back, says you belong to me. We grew up together. We had wonderful times together. Come on back. I love you even though you left. You went wild. Come on back. I'll take you home. I'll take care of you. And we'll be good friends again. We can have wonderful times together. Don't leave. Come on back. You're welcome to come back. And after a period of time, that horse raised his head high with his neck arched and come trotting back to his master. He put the rope around it. He patted it and caressed it. The horse was nudging in his pockets. He reached in his pocket and pulled out a handful of lump sugar. And there they were reunited again. That commentator said to that preacher, he said, right there, I bowed my head in my hands and I prayed, Lord, if I ever am tempted to run with the wild world, help me. As he watched that drama unfold, help me to be like that horse, to listen to my master. Help me when I'm tempted to go wrong and to do the things that are wrong when I'm in that cross pool. Help me. The wooing of my master. Jesus said, come unto me all, ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Help me to listen to the voice of the Master and come back not to go into that direction that will be detrimental to me, not to do that. No, I can't afford to do that. How many of us may have stepped into a gopher hole, so to speak, and we may have been turned out, we may have been wounded, and we may have gone astray, we may have gone wild, but oh, the gentle voice, the Spirit of God wooing us to come back even though we have done wrong, even though we have gone wild, even though we have been lured away, the Spirit of God called us back. God, help all of us to recognize the Spirit of the Lord that will draw us close. Oh, I want you to know the temptation that we're confronted with. The Bible teaches us in the James, the first chapter, the 12th verse, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, that endureth temptation. We think of that great man, Joseph, in the Bible. You remember the story? You remember how his brethren were jealous of him, sold him 
in the captivity and all the beautiful story that he was carried down and how that he was carried into prison, brought out and into the house where there was so much temptation but he held on to God. He endured temptation and then he was elevated to such high heights right next to the Pharaoh. I'll tell you, it pays us to endure temptation, the cross pull, the inward battle, the struggles that we encounter. How about that today, folks? When the enemy comes to us and we're tempted to do wrong, the right and the wrong Look at the old horse as it was tempted to go free and roam. The wild prairies are to go back with the master and to live a disciplined life. The cross pull. Go with me this morning. Go with me this morning. When I hear Jesus tell two of his disciples, Go into the city and you'll see this man that's carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him and go into that house and make ready. I want to eat with my disciples. And when I think of this scene that unfolds in my mind, with his 12 disciples as they go in for the Last Supper. I can see him as he breaks the bread. He tells them, take this, this is my body. And they can see him as he pours the wine and says, take this, this is my blood. The Last Supper. And I could hear them. I don't know what song it was. And they sang a hymn. And then they left. They crossed the Kidron Valley. Brother Jonathan talked about that last Wednesday night, I believe. The blood that was flowing from all the lambs that were slaughtered. And they walked up into the Garden of Gethsemane. My wife and I had the opportunity of going across the Kidron Valley and up into the Gethsemane and all of the stones, all the rock, you've never seen so many stones. Jesus talked to his disciples and then listened to him as he calls Peter, James, and John and says, come with me. The Bible tells us in Mark's account that Jesus became very sorrowful. His heart became heavy. And he says, sit here. I want to go a little further and I want to pray. Some artists have painted the picture of Jesus serenely kneeling. One of the gospel talks about Jesus kneeling, but Mark talked about Jesus falling. I can see him as he falls prostrate on the ground. His body slumped on the ground praying. 
the cross pool. He said, Father, is there some other way? Could there not be another way? Couldn't there be another way? He was saying, I don't, I don't want to go to the cross. The cross pool, the inward struggle, the battle, the battle that he fought. He gets up and he goes back and they're asleep. He says, boys, couldn't you watch with me for one hour? He goes back. He falls again on the ground, just falls. Not kneeling, but falls prostrate on the ground. I don't know if the rocks may have even hurt his body, but he didn't feel that. The pain in his heart, the poet that wrote the song, was the hardest to bear. The heart that was broken for me. He goes back. They're still sleeping. I can see him as he stoops over them. He does this about three times. I can see him as he, kind of like a mother. I've done it so many times myself. I hate to wake the babies up to get them ready to go to school in the morning. I can see Jesus as he kind of stoops over them the last time. He, he said, it's time to go now. We must be going. The cross pool. We've all been there. We've been tempted. We've had to do things we didn't want to do. I'm trying to travel the path that is straight. Each day brings me closer to that beautiful gate where I'll lay down my burdens, receive a bright crown forever to live in that heaven home. I've got a longing. I'm homesick to go to a land without heartaches, no sorrow or woe. There's nothing but trouble in this world below. I'm homesick for heaven. I've got a longing to go. Up there, I'll see my Savior who saved me from sin. And I'll hear his well done as he welcomes me in. And I want to see mother She's been gone so long. She said she'd be waiting just to welcome me home. When I've prayed my last prayer and I've sung my last song, 
and the death angel whispers, it's time to go home. Twill be goodbye to friends whom I've met on this way. But I'll see them again on that homecoming day. Well, I've got a longing. I'm homesick to go to a land without heartaches, no sorrow or woe. There's nothing but trouble in this world below. I'm homesick for heaven. I've got a longing to go. The cross pull, the battle that's with us. I want to see somebody. I want to see a lot of folks come to this altar this morning. There's people in this congregation. You are fighting a battle. Jesus fought that battle. But you know what? I was lying in the bed the other night thinking that Jesus, you know, he didn't have to do that, but he, he did that. He said, not my will, but thine be done. And I was thinking, if he had not done that, where would I be? Where would you be? Would you bow your heads with us, please? Every head bowed, please. Every eye closed. I want you to go to heaven with me. I'm on my way. If you're not satisfied with your relationship with Jesus, this altar is open. You don't have to wait until they start the music or start the singing. I've been praying for you. I want to see you get up and come to this altar. Right now, would you just get up from your seat right now and come? Would you do it? God bless my precious brother. There's others in this audience. Would you come? Would you come? If you don't know Jesus, would you come? If you do know Jesus and you need help from him now, would you come? Yes. Keep coming. That's, that's wonderful. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. This is your day. This is your day for such a time as this. Who knows but what God allowed it for you to be here today. This is your day. Up in the balcony on the floor would you stand with us would you stand with us I want to see you come I want to see you come the spirit of the Lord is moving God bless my dear brother
God bless my dear brother. God bless my dear brother. God bless my dear brother. In letters of crimson, God knows his don't allow this opportunity to pass. Don't allow this opportunity to pass. God bless my brother. Thank God for these. God bless my brother. God bless my brother. opportunity to come if you're not satisfied with your relationship with Jesus these altars are open we can talk to him <coughs> you can talk to him God bless you as you come I'd like to see as many Christians that would come and stand around and kneel around these that are here praying. Would you do that? Would you do that? Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Amen. 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 Thank God. Thank God. Thank God, thank God,
service tonight at 6 30. How many of you have never heard Brother J.D. Sosby? Let me see your hands. If you have never heard this man, you'll need to be here tonight to hear him. Amen. Amen. When I went as a 24-year-old man to the church at Jefferson, I told them that I'll make you like me. I guess they thought I was a little conceited young fellow. I said, I try to sing a little bit if you don't like that. 
Uh, I try to preach. If you don't like that, you'll like the short time that I preach. So I'm letting you out a little bit early today. It's just now 12 o'clock. You may want to get shed of Jonathan and let me have it all the time. <laughs> Love you for coming. Amen.